Good evening. I'm Andrea Combs with you in the studio for Salt and Light on Radio Tigerberg. Tonight we will be discussing adventures in home education. And joining me today is my father, Dr. Peter Hammond. Welcome. Well, Andrea, not only is it great to have you here, but to be reminded, we've been running Salt and Light Radio Tiger for most of your life uh, since 1995, August 1995. Every week, Salt and Light from Africa Christian Action has been on Radio Tiger. And what a blessing. We praise God for Radio Tiger and for this opportunity and for listeners who've been with us most of that time and maybe some for all of that time. That's a very long time to be on air. How have you managed to not be kicked off by now? Uh, well, um, <laughs> I'm sure there have been some people who would have liked to have done that, but uh, Salt and Light's become an institution. I am informed that we're the oldest running community Christian radio program in the country. Amazing. Well, that is quite an accomplishment. So what can you tell us on home education? What is the difference between home education and public education, just to start? Well, the key thing about education is the teachers and the textbooks. So uh, in a state school, it's a state mandated, which is hard to divorce from politics. And so many times, because governments control state schools, it's very tempting for them to inject their political bias and prejudices in, in terms of the textbooks chosen and so on. And so you can see a lot of politicization of schools and in fact, in many cases, it's indistinguishable from indoctrination because, bearing in mind, education teaches you how to think critically, to ask questions, to challenge. And indoctrination teaching people what to think. Now, when I was at school in Rhodesia, we had, uh, while in public schools, we still had teachers that challenged you to think. So, for example, my history teacher, Mr. Reese Davies, in high school in Rhodesia would say, think outside the box. Never regurgitate the textbooks. Textbooks are written by committees appointed by politicians. Textbooks lie and confuse the subject. Do independent research. Go to the library. Find primary source documentation. Beware the victor's version, he said. Wartime propaganda morphs into peacetime textbooks. Never trust the textbooks or the official narrative. Interesting. Um, and that was a good way of thinking. And regularly they would ask questions about how do you think about this? How do you think about that? And... Uh, when I came to South Africa, I was asked for the first time in my life, how did I feel about something? I remember being genuinely confused, thinking, what's this got to do with anything? Um, I mean, how my feelings are irrelevant? So my response to the teacher, without trying to be funny, was, my father's English, my mother's German. We don't feel a thing. <laughs> and, uh, but again, the, the key thing from a Christian's perspective is how we feel about something is not so important. How we think about it could be. But the most important thing is, what does God's word say and what are the facts? So we, we shouldn't be that concerned about our opinions or our feelings. Mm. We should be far more concerned about truth. And that's what education should be. Education should be training critical thinkers. And so the, the trouble is that many state schools could become very politicized. It depends on teacher. You might have a wonderful, born-again, dedicated Christian teacher opens every session prayer, but then she could be undermined by the textbook if it's produced by the pagans. You might have, in fact, a, uh, a home education situation where the parents are awful and don't have any strong Christian convictions and mm. are not diligent, and they might choose bad textbooks. So it's not that home education is always good. It's not that state education is always bad. But on the rule of odds, overwhelmingly these days, as James Dobson says, public schools have become places of child abuse. 
And you can see that with the critical race theory coming in and trying to have inoculations against the parents' wishes at school and all sorts of nonsense. There's just so much propaganda. And uh, home education looks like a bright light that the overwhelming majority of home education seems to be outstanding. In fact, we can see with the results because home-educated youth outperform the others when it comes to universities in particular. So um, home education is growing at the moment, tremendously growing, as we saw in the Home Education Expo just this last weekend. Never seen so many exhibits. Obviously, it's growing in popularity. In many of the places I spoke said, we have grown double, treble, quadruple in the last two years. Um, and obviously, lockdown would have helped encourage many people to get into uh, home education, but it's not just the practicalities. It's also many people seeing the schoolwork sent home from the state schools, looked at the textbooks and were horrified. And that's why you're seeing this revolution of resistance all over America of parents storming the uh, school boards and saying, how can you be teaching this to our children? And mm. in some cases, it's nothing but child abuse. So uh, in all of these matters, home education is on a steep rise. It's the wave of the future. Incredible. So why do you think it has grown so much other than lockdown? Um, obviously, people are stuck at home. They have to find solutions. They think, hmm, maybe we should actually take control of our children's education instead of allowing the school to do it. And my next question, along with why has it grown so much in the last, say, five to ten years, why should we trust the textbooks for homeschooling versus the textbooks in public school? Well, that is... A very good question. I should answer the second one first yes. because um, I remember when we were doing homeschooling, going through different things, uh, that uh, sometimes I would uh, pull out my pen and I'd change a date or a comment or cross out something in the textbook. That didn't bother you much, but your sister Daniela was absolutely distraught. How can the textbook be wrong? And I said, well, uh, textbooks are written by people. People make mistakes. Well, how do you know that you're right? She asked, which is a good thing. I said, Valid. well, I was brought up in Rhodesia. I knew Ian Smith. I doubt that the person who wrote this chapter in this textbook had ever been to Rhodesia, probably has never been to Africa, and these are plain wrong. I've been there. I've, I've, in fact, this sort of thing started to come out when our, your brother Calvin was put into a local independent Christian school uh, when your mom was first battling cancer, and he would be arguing with the school teacher, and the school teacher would say, well, how do you know? And Calvin could say, I've been there which is true. I take them to Zambia, take them mm -hmm. up uh, both to Isanwana and Rooksdrift and Gingengengluvo. And that was part of his home education. Yes. And he, he'd been to battle sites with climb Mount Majuba and all this sort of thing and been to Anglo Boer War Museum. So sometimes he's arguing with the teacher and he could say, well, I've been there and I've spoken to people and I've got Zulu friends and uh, this is what happened. And, and uh, that sort of thing can frustrate some teachers. But textbooks can be wrong. You cannot entrust the molding of the minds of future voters to the hands of politicians. There's conflict of interest. Fair enough. So, uh, yes, but that's not to say that all Christian textbooks are equally valid and good. In fact, sometimes I was horrified to see that some Christian textbooks, it looked like they'd taken the state textbooks and added a few scripture verses to it. It was the same selection of events and personalities and the same almost everything about the history, but they just put a kind of Christian spin on it, like saying... And the next event to occur in history is the return of our Lord Jesus Christ or the rapture. And you think, hmm, like there's no more history to occur in between. That was written how many years ago? So uh, I looked at this, and this is what inspired me to write books like Sketches from South African History, Greatest Sense of Missions, Greatest Sense of Reformation, to help uh, uh, compensate for, I think, weaknesses in a lot of our 
Christian education. That's why I wrote Victorious Christians Changed the World because I thought, why are they picking on uh, secular heroes and uh, the same um, political figures to exalt as the world would pick? What about a uniquely Christian heroes? And why are these people missing? So plainly we need to be more critical. And of course, there's some excellent Christian curriculum providers and some are much better than others. But I'm afraid that some have just baptized the or sprinkled mm. holy water, so to speak, on a secular textbooks and mm. put a slight Christian flavor to it. And it's not good enough to have a Christian school where they open with assembly, with prayer, sing, shine, Jesus, shine, then they go into the school classroom and they pull out government textbooks. There's many Christian schools in South Africa that use the government curriculum. And I suppose that's a slight improvement on what's going on in the government schools, but but why go to all the trouble of having a Christian school if you're not going to use expressly Bible-based Christ-centered textbooks? Would it be fair to say then, regarding the Christian textbooks, that it was more of a given that government schools would have more of a Christian foundation, whereas today they've moved quite far away from yes. it? Would you say that's fair? Very much so. So I know that uh, the school textbooks that I had when I came down for Rhodesia in South Africa in the 1970s, the Department of Education had an estate textbooks, just quote, for example, from the Transvaal Education Department. This curriculum is designed to bring every student into a personal knowledge of Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior. It wow. was an estate textbooks in the 1970s. Uh, today, you get Christian schools, which seem awfully secular. Uh, so uh, really and truly, it, it's not only about is it government or is it private, but mm. generally speaking, the biblical principle is Parents should bring up the children the love and the admonition of the Lord. And you can delegate some of the task, but you can never delegate the responsibility. They're still your children. You can't stand before God one day and say, well, you know, the government, the school, the teacher, whatever, the principal. Uh, because, well, if you trust them and delegate them, you're responsible to double check. And if they're not suitable and you can't change it, you should pull them out and put them somewhere else. And it's and I think a whole lot of school boards in America are suddenly experiencing the wrath of indignant parents over how dare you do and say these things to my children. And, and there's some horror stories going on there. And if people want to illuminate themselves, just check out uh, some of what's online on these school board confrontations because it's horrific. Loudoun County in Virginia, they, they've uh, uncovered nothing less than child abuse going on. And people who are out-and-out out communists or perverts boasting online how they are taking these little kids and indoctrinating them against Christianity and turning them into BLM and Antifa activists and revolutionaries, where some teachers were giving children extra bonus marks for attending Antifa rallies and things like this. And of course, they've got no mandate to do this. And, and yet, not to mention, we've got school teachers in South Africa who've given children assignments on things such as, uh, what animal would you like to be shapeshifted into? When you reincarnate, what would you like to come back as? Uh, draw up a, a witch's potion, a design a curse to put on somebody, uh, all sorts of bizarre. Wow. Like, uh, now, those are pretty straightforward pagan. Then there's other ones, school assigned, plan a bank robbery, organize your getaway vehicles, uh, uh, weapons that you're going to use, and so on and so forth. Like, you know, we, we don't have enough bank robberies. As and if so. they're raising future criminals. Uh, that was the impression given. Wow. So there's some very perverse things. And then, I mean, we don't even want to get into the sexual perversion going into primary schools, which which is not just in America. It's even coming here. They try to have comprehensive sexuality education, CSE, which is nothing other than child abuse. 
Our children are not meant to be guinea pigs for some kind of perverts. They, they, they're meant to be precious and treasured and protected. And then you had some imbecile in America. He was the governor of Virginia. I think he just got voted out. Who said that it's not the business of parents to, in, to tell teachers what to do in the schools. Uh, no, it's nothing to do with the parents. Parents have no say in what's going on in the curriculums and textbooks in the schools. Who do they think they are and who do they think the parents are? Do these socialists really think that they, politicians, care more for your children than the parents do? No way. It's insane. But someone other they seem to think, well, we know better. Well, actually, nobody knows their child better than their own parents and nobody loves True. them more. So True. Uh, this is why many people are going to home education. But... Home education is also, it's a solution to a lot of problems. Mm. Um, it's, of course, more work, and it takes a lot more dedication, but the results can be so positive because, as a result, you'll have far less problems that you need to solve. Prevention is better than cure. And rather than having an ambulance at the bottom of the cliff, it's nicer to have a fence at the top of the cliff and prevent mm. people falling down, this sort of thing. Uh, why should we always be fixing problems that uh, they've caused and when it comes to the schools, I've had people saying, what about socialization? Well, to be honest, my socialization school was getting beaten up and bullied most of the time. Um, you know, I suppose my kids missed out on that, but uh, we prepared them for the reality of life in different ways. I don't know that socialization of schools is all that's cracked up to be because mm. where in life do you only relate to people of your exact age? And that's not a realistic environment for society. No. Whereas in home education... Children are more comfortable dealing with people of different ages and generations, and the older are helping the younger, and it's it's much more healthy, and that's the way life is, and society's built like that. So definitely, a home education is growing because I think the curriculums are getting better. We're seeing the results are coming out. There's many home educated people who are excelling in so many different ways, and I think people can see the results are better. That's the positive. The negative is a lot of people are being repelled by the negatives and the failures in many government schools which according to our own government's uh, report, something in the reach of 90-something percent of all the schools in South Africa are dysfunctional. Quoting from the government's Department of Education, basically they're failing. The entire provinces of South Africa where they can wait a whole year without the textbooks being delivered. Textbooks were printed, but they're somewhere in a warehouse collecting dust. They haven't been delivered to the children. Wow. Now, that sounds bad, but considering what's in the textbooks, maybe that isn't all bad. I'm sure it's not. Um, speaking of socialization, um, I was in a public school, local primary school from grades one to four, and then I was homeschooled from grade five to matric, as you know. And I found that I had a social life both sides, but I actually had a more significant and closer group of friends outside of the school because we had shared interests other than the fact that we were just in the same school. So having extracurriculars like piano lessons, Irish dancing, tennis, kickboxing or ice skating, depending on or karate or girl guides. what. Yes, girl guides, absolutely. We all had different extramurals as kids, but our mom was incredibly active and proactive, should I say, in making sure that we were plugged into local sports and extracurriculars to enhance our education. And what was so nice is that we'd spend the morning doing our studies and then instead of sitting in front of our books the entire day, like most students do in government schools or private schools, we spent the afternoons running around to other places. And 
the friendships we built in those extracurriculars were really special and meaningful. Not to mention we had a social life in church and youth group on Friday nights. So our friendship circles were definitely not limited. And I didn't think any of us suffered with any kind of introverted um, disease, if you will. Not that there's anything wrong with being introverted, by the way. I myself am an introvert, but I had no problem with socializing. So anyone who tells you that you will be introverted or you'll make your children introverted by being homeschooled is just not correct. Whatever's built into their DNA will be in their DNA, whether they're in public school, private school, mm -hmm. or homeschooled. Now, I have a follow-up question regarding schools because there are some very small private schools, public schools or Christian schools that we know of in our local area that seem to really uh, thrive on the smaller classrooms. They really focus on the children, have really good um, programs for the children, very well-rounded, not just sitting at the desk all day. They don't seem to be brainwashed like many yeah. others may be. What would you say about that? If a parent were considering in their season of life, they can't actually put in the time and effort for home education, what would you say for a school like that? Well, obviously, the larger the classroom and the higher the student-teacher ratio, the harder it is to education. After a while, some teachers are just in crowd control. And, uh, and that's not very constructive. So the, the smaller classroom settings are always better, meaning a smaller number of children's classroom, not talking about the size of the classroom, but uh, the, the size of the, the students in the classroom. Uh, that's definitely superior. And who can beat homeschooling where you've got a parent's full attention, plus the parent knows you. Now, uh, as you know, your Aunt Debbie, who's a teacher in Austria, uh, they would have the same teacher for four years in a row. Wonderful. Which, which actually gives so much more continuity. The Absolutely. teacher knows the children. Mm. And there's a lot of pros to that. Uh, and uh, I've had it where every single subject had a different teacher and you're changing mm -hmm. classrooms all the time. I've had it where uh, you've got one teacher teaching everything. I've had it where you stay in the same classroom and teachers come to you for the different things mm -hmm. and where we go to them. So there's a whole variety of how different schools operate this. But at the end of the day, the two most significant things are who are the teachers? I mean, their character, personality, faith, mm. or not, uh, and the textbooks. And those are two key things. Now, many people are terrified of being home education parents because they think, how can I compete with educational professionals? But it's not like we have to design the textbooks. Textbooks exist. Mm. We just need to use them. And if we've got excellent textbooks, and there are excellent textbooks out there, it makes the job of the parents so much easier. But the amount of time you could spare, for example, in, think of all the time you're saving that you're not commuting to and from school and then commuting to and from classrooms mm -hmm. and all the other things. Um, when you look at an average classroom situation, how much, how many hours of constructive education goes on the average week in uh, the average school? And the answer is not that much, actually. There's an enormous amount of uh, ancillary stuff. And, of course, if there's toy-toying and riots and uh, cancel culture and BLM and whatever, well, even less so. And if roads must fall and fees must fall and science must fall and logic must fall and all of the other campaigns, you can imagine how disruptive a lot of these mm -hmm. schools get. But now in a home education situation, if you're diligent, you can get your work done pretty quick and have lots of time for the extramurals and the other fun sports and Very pets true. and reading and whatever else you want to do. And uh, so with us... I must say it was great that we could even sometimes pack up the whole family and let's drive off to KwaZulu or up to Zimbabwe and we have all kinds of home education adventures on the way, game parks, museums, battle sites, whatever. And uh, this is how you learn. So uh, I think 
when you consider it, sticking a poor kid in a classroom setting is in many cases like uh, a sentence to prison, you know, sent to 12 years in the schooling system, more if they go into tertiary. So one example was our dear Calvin, our youngest, when uh, he, he, of course, was home educated from the beginning. So uh, he didn't know about uh, the government schools. And uh, I took him on a mission with me and we got to the school and I spoke at the school assembly. And as I was going off the radio program, uh, he expressed interest to stay in the classroom and asked the teacher, said, oh, no, he's very welcome, come join us. So I finished my hour or so at the radio program, came back, wanted to see how my son's doing, maybe get a picture of him sitting in a classroom desk. He's not there. I asked the teacher, where's my son? He asked if he could go to the library. Fair enough. So went to the library, looked around. Was my son here? He came in for a few minutes, looked around, and he left. thought, clever little guy. He's only six, but he's worked out <laughs> two steps to escape. Sounds and like my son. walked outside and thinking, where is he? And next I heard him screaming off his lungs with joy. And a motorbike roars past. He's on the back of this motorbike. Somebody's giving him a ride and dirt bike and dirt road like a farming community. I thought, <laughs> you know, honestly. And later I said to him, how was it? He said, they wanted me to sit in a desk and keep quiet. Yep, that's what goes on. These, that's what goes on. And like, why do they do that? And it just shows, again, the, the difference in, in school. You're taught to sit down and keep quiet and get in line and all that sort of thing. Uh, but in education, explore, ask, inquire, discover, you know. Um, so we've done, we've done both. Uh, we've done a variety. We've done Christian schools. We've done government schools. We've done home education. And, um, well, I must say, looking back, it's quite clear to me what worked best. Well, we certainly had more flexibility when we were homeschooled, that's for sure. But for the parent who's listening in here and considering the difference between home education and public or private education, say they find a small private school or whatever kind of school that meets up with their Christian beliefs and has a curriculum that they agree with. I know that there are a few of those around here. Hmm. What would you say to them if that's something they're oh, seriously considering? It can certainly be considered. Look, obviously, a private Christian school is going to be immensely superior to any government school. There's, there's just no question about it. And uh, the key thing, though, to check is, do they have an independent Christian curriculum? Do they have a Bible-based, Christ-centered curriculum? Uh, because if they are a Christian school offering the government curriculum, I would be highly mm -hmm. uh, negative about that. I think that's not helpful. Do you really want your child sitting down there billions of years ago and uh, a whole lot of time and a whole lot of nothing made everything? And really, is, is this a situation ethics, the amount of junk that they're putting in? There's so, and if people think it's just that, they're not, they haven't been paying attention. School textbooks mm -hmm. have been getting really bad. Harry Potter assignments... Uh, all kinds of nonsense, witchcraft repackaged, basically. Mm. Uh, so there's some some pretty bad things. And now, LGBTQ gender confusion, there's 72 genders and all sorts of... Who knows who cooks these things up? So you you want to know about the school. You want to know about the textbooks. You want to meet the teachers because that's, that's the ingredient. That's important. Christian schools should be supported. A home education should be supported. In fact, we found that... There were independent schools nearby that were always happy to have our children join in for sports and join a team. Sometimes it'll strengthen their local team. And, well, in the case of Christian Calvin, they really strengthened the local teams. Uh, so you will find, even if you decide to home educate, you may find a good relationship with a local Christian school. There's excellent curriculum providers. So, for example, we just a week ago had home education fair. And it was really well 
uh, attended. It was great. We had an art and essay competition, prize giving, variety concert, so much talent. And these are all homeschoolers. And then uh, just a week ago, we had the Home Education Expo in uh, uh, Durbanville. And to see the amount, and many of them are new curriculum providers. Um, mm. And plainly, there's great growth. And I remember when there was only one Christian curriculum provider in the country, and it was TCE, Theocentric Christian Education, of right. Alison Shortridge. Absolutely superb, top class, very high standard. And they set the standard, and a lot of others have followed. You can see that success has many parents, but failure is an orphan. So um, <laughs> uh, Alison Shortridge showed the way, and Christian Liberty Books followed shortly thereafter, offering a wide variety. But they do a set curriculum. We provide a variety of books that people can either supplement or uh, go directly to source, like Bob Jones University, BJU, or Christian Liberty Academy Satellite Schools, Saxon Maths. And so uh, we bring in a wide variety. We've got mm. about 6,000 titles in Christian Liberty books. So it's a lot of variety, including audiovisuals. And it's never been easier to do home education, actually. There's, there's more and more resources and resource online and great textbooks. And uh, I must say that uh, it's been an adventure for us. One of our people... Indomiso put together a video, about 25 minutes, home education. Well worth seeing on our web. Go and look for home education, Christian Liberty Books film, and uh, it's free online. And it's it's interviewing a whole lot of homeschoolers, both parents and students, both graduates and people still involved, uh, parents involved, curriculum providers. I think this just helps one to understand some of the ethos behind it. And it's tremendous. Just see the variety. And of course, for those who are worried about socialization, you had the privilege of being part of the first home education matric dance, which was totally organized by a home school themselves. Yeah, that was a long time ago. But uh, things have changed since then. The, the movement certainly has grown. And I going to expos in the last few years, I've seen just how much the homeschooling community has grown. And I must say, it kind of felt like our family was a, not part of the pioneers exactly, but there were very few groups to be uh, to socialize with, to engage with, to share this community with. So it's very encouraging to see the boom. And I know lockdown has played a big part in that worldwide, which is a wonderful thing to see. Now, you've touched on this, but what other resources do you recommend to those who are interested? Are there any upcoming events also that people Yes. So, uh, of course, if people want to get good home education resources, there's Christian Liberty Books, uh, you can look up christianlibertybooks.co.za website, uh, or you can uh, plan to come to the Biblical Worldview Summit. Every year in January, we organize a Biblical Worldview Summit, and this is outstanding, comprehensive. It's, it's really for all ages, but it's aimed particularly at the high school and university age groups. But um, you can have people younger and older than that. Uh, it's, a, it's a great program, a week-long program, uh, where we uh, tackle everything from biblical views of science. We had this excellent creation scientist, Dr. Philip Stott there, which was a highlight for all of our scientific people. Even those of us who are not scientific really enjoyed and benefited because if I'd had a science teacher like that, I would have loved you the subject. probably would have enjoyed it. Yes. Um, but uh, I must say I didn't at school, but he's taught me more science than all other sources combined because he come from a Christian perspective and you could just see, mm. wow, this is, this is such great science. So uh, we have a wide variety of things being taught at a biblical worldview. Something that's body, mind, spirit. There's PT, there's variety concert, there's all kinds of activities, there's workshops and uh, Something for small everyone. groups, Bible study groups. Yeah. So it's, it's, it's a lot of fun, but uh, one learns a lot. Um, in fact, I had a, a person who just graduated from university uh, with a, 
um, uh, emphasis on history. And she said, after first week-long biblical worldview summit, I said, you know, I've learned more history in this week than I did in four years in university at Rhodes. Wow. Uh, which is, wow, that's not that's a... kind of sad. It's, it's, it's a sad commentary, although we're glad for the positive it is for our, our course, but I had no idea it could be that much. So, yes, the Biblical Worldview Summit, uh, contact us, mission at frontline.org.za if you want to know more, or visit frontlinemissionsa.org. You'll see more on the uh, Biblical Worldview Summit. You'll also be able to find a video gallery about our um, uh, home education video. But l investigate, look into it. There's a lot of great resources. And if you go onto our home education, home education network, the Home Education Network on Facebook page, you'll see pictures from the last variety concert and from the last home education fair and art and essay competition and so on. And uh, you'll find network with other interesting things. So ChristianLibertyBooks.co.za, a home education fair on the Facebook page. There's also a video and guided tour of the bookshop available on the Christian Liberty Books home education um, page or, or Facebook page. Contact us, admin at christianlibertybooks.co.za. Perfect. Well, thank you so much for all this wonderful information, Dad. From Sultan Light on Radio Tigerberg, thank you for joining us and have a good evening.